The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Medjinomics with a friend of Medjugorje. Thank you for joining us on tonight's broadcast of Medjinomics. This week we have been blessed to share the experience of what Our Lady has done here with a friend of Medjugorje and in her apparitions and messages and spending time with the pilgrims here who are able to witness this historic pilgrimage of seeing these sacred sites and what Our Lady has established here. For Medjinomics today, we are going to share with you the highlights of what a friend of Medjugorje spoke to the Caritas Pilgrimage Group yesterday. And so here is a friend of Medjugorje. The message of a lady shows us one thing, responsibility. The responsibility we have right now is more grave than anything in 2,000 years with the birth of the church itself. Our lady gives us a period of time to prepare for divine intervention. If I told you that 20 years ago or 30 years ago, you would say, what's the big deal? Nobody questions it now. They know we can't correct this problem we have now. Had Our Lady not started in 1981 and started now at 2011, she would be overwhelmed with the messages by electronics. We got rooted before the fax machine. 
before the computer laptop, before all these things that have snowed us deep and bury us basically so deep that we can't get out. Our lady couldn't come earlier, she couldn't come any later. So all this timing and your birth and where you are, your age, is nothing's by chance. Our lady gave a message that spoke to us that there's no chance. You've heard that, and if you read my writing, I use this a lot. And the ancient Jews, and probably today the same way, when they had a decision they had to make, they would draw straws. Actually, you might say, well, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to pick yes or no or, or get a straw to go buy a car or should I marry this person. Yet the most responsible decision the first made by the church was who was going to replace Judas. Well, they had two people. And well, how did they came up to the conclusion? Drawing straws. So our lady now comes to tell us in our time, there's nothing by chance. So the Jews had gone throughout history that everything, when they couldn't make a decision, they left it up to God by chance. So that's a big responsibility as far as what we do now today, tying that into our decisions and what we make. We have to pray for decisions. But many times you're going to make a decision, you still don't know the confidence of what you're supposed to do. But if you pray, if you walk that way, you can develop that system that you can always make the right decision. And it's not by chance the way it turns out. Things happen, and those things are always questioned. There's not even the least insect that's made on the earth and created throughout creation without it having a purpose. So everything we do and everything we live, we have distanced ourselves in this culture away from God. So our lady comes to us with a big, big responsibility for us. She says, on May 8th, 1986, you are the ones responsible for the messages. You here have to go into the messages and have to change the direction of your life, your mentality, your thinking, decisions you made 20 years ago that's on the wrong path. You have to align everything with the message. Is it difficult? You bet it is. So lady says, this is a difficult thing I give to you. January 25th, 1987. You are chosen for a great plan for the salvation of the world. So we go back to the crucifixion, Pentecost, these things, the church growing, and here we come, a new thing 2,000 years later, that you are responsible, and you have a great role in this for the salvation of the world. Why? Because it's losing salvation. Never in a period have we had the circumstances as we have now, except for one other time. It was before Noah and the flood, and God struck through nature. But now he sends his mother, and she's not going to do it that way. It's going through grace, a river of grace. We're going to be struck, raining down graces. But don't think it's going to be a pleasant thing. Remember Francisco and Fatima, six years old, she shows him hell. And he's looking down there, and he's screaming and screaming, take it away, take it away. That would be child abuse today. Yaakov saw hell when he was 13 and 14, and he will not talk about it today. It was so hard. He says, all I will tell you about hell is you never want anybody, your worst enemy, to go to hell. Francesco, in 1917, sees hell, and a lady doesn't take it away. She makes him see that. 
and allows him to see that, to think about how much he's terrorized by that. We are in a situation right now, our lady's showing us things and we're seeing things that you might not want to see. We don't want to see what's happened with this election. We don't see what's going to the government. We don't want to see what's happening in the family and all the divorce and all these things that's taking place. The world's an ugly place right now. We don't try to sell anybody Medjugorje. We don't try to convince anybody. We just show them our witness and how we live. And people now, because of corona, are thinking different about everything, that we have to change our way, our way of life. We have to change the system. We can't depend on the dollar. We have to depend on somebody in community with you or your next-door neighbor or whatever you can put together. June 25th, 1989, Ivanka, I'm with her, and our lady tells her, you are in great temptation through materialism. Satan is involved with this. So it's his plan for that. And everybody's connected. And it's very difficult to be far away from the system as it is now. Ask yourself, is the system glorifying God? What is glorifying God and what is not glorifying God? You can pick out what's going down. Because she said that September 2nd, I think, 2011. Everything's passing. You've heard me say it. Everything's falling apart. Everything. She didn't say most things are going to fall apart. She said everything is passing. Everything is falling apart. What will be left? Our lady says only the glory of God. In other words, your life, your business, your house, what you do, your school, the universities, if they don't glorify God, they are over. Starbucks going out of business, I'm telling you right now. Zuckerberg's, all their stuff is going away. It's going to pass. It's going to fall apart. The system's going to crash. If you know that, you understand that, why would you not start changing the direction of your life? Our lady said that quote, change the direction of your life. I can't just do that. It's true. That's why our lady's here for almost 40 years, because we're so rooted. We got a weed here that a lot of people like. It's wisteria. When I was in business, I said, don't plant this thing. It's from the devil. <laughs> I mean, it grows right here, and then it sprouts up at the front of the building. And once you got it, it's, it's, you can't get rid of it. It's, it's constant. And for those who know what wisteria is, it has beautiful little purple flowers in the spring, and people do it for that little sweetness, and the rest of the year you're fighting it. And that's what's it's in us. We're, we're so rooted, so enslaved, we can't get away from it. That's why we did um, the miraculous measure around. It gave you a system. That actually is a system that the rounds, the silver rounds that we're doing, is going to turn into an economic currency itself. There's four million of them out there. And that was part of the getting people from that segment, getting away from your retirements, changing things like that. So you have to change everything and reevaluate everything in your life. Why would you want to keep your 401ks where they are? when they're all spread out in the stock markets. The, this over here is in the insurance. This is over here in some other kind of investment. You think that's going to stay there? Is it glorifying God? That's your question. Is that system going to be there? Is the 401Ks going to be there? But that's just one little speck of our lives where we're messed up. We've got mortgage houses. We've got these things and these situations. This may be, you can start getting depressing to think about that. 
Paralei said, it's never too late. One thing I've noticed that people have a lot of money. There's very, very strong Christians. When they get something, they get cancer, they get something, the first thing they do is go get the best doctor, the best hospital, the best medicine. They don't care what they got to spend. And at the end, when everything's over and they can't fix it, they say, well, the only thing left to do is prayer. My sister works in ICC with Children's Hospital. There was actually a, a little girl came in. It was on a four-wheeler, damaged to brain. And after three or four days, they said there was, they, they could, doctors couldn't do nothing. And they told my sister, well, there's nothing left to do but prayer. That's the last thing you do? You be praying. You be praying every day. And then whatever does happen, it goes through what God patterned out for you. And it's easier to accept. We pray, I pray, for a happy, holy death. Not not to death, not not to die of cancer, not from dying from this. What God's plan is for me, when I don't want to live one second longer or one second less. God, everything's programmed for whatever the reasons are. And so it's important for you to be praying for that. We have plaques on a lot of our machines that you saw down there. It says, for so-and-so, for a happy, holy death. We're all going to die. 120 years ago, everybody that lived in it, they're dead. You're going to die. When that happens, you won't carry a bucket of, of graces and prayer. So the responsibility we have, our lady's asking for us, is showing us to live in the physical world, but I always have my thoughts and one foot in the spiritual world. People want to stay in the physical realm rather than spiritual. They only want to step in the spiritual realm when something happens. Don't wait for that. On this pilgrimage of your own, you make a decision to go deeper into that and don't cling and hold on to problems that we're worried about because you can't fix it. But God can. May 8th, 1986 message says, you are the ones responsible for the messages. So she's putting a grave responsibility on you. Catholics are trained to go to the priest, go to the bishop, go to the pope, whatever. That's not what, she's not telling that for them. She's not telling us to go to the priest. People go to Medjugorje, they get excited. I got to get my priest involved with this and get the priest to do this and the priest to do that. It's not the commission. She's come to the people. She's come to you. Everybody goes to Medjugorje, I always, I, I get my priest into this. Forget that. Our lady can't change things inside the church now. You're the church. You're the renewal. And it took me a long time to accept that. Because when our lady started saying, you're an apostle, and that took probably 20 years before she started saying that, you are my apostles. Well, I had trouble with it because the bishops are the apostles. And then our lady gave a message that says, you my apostles, and then she ended at the end about the bishops, your shepherds. She said, the shepherds are my son's apostles. Our lady is literally here to rise up a body of people that literally are the apostles of this time. The question is, do you want to accept that? Will you accept that? If you accept it, it's a big responsibility. So she says, you are the ones responsible for the messages. The priests give us the sacraments. And if a priest starts doing Medjugorje, they're squashed over and over and over. Satan is in the church.
He always been. Our lady says, wherever I go, my son's there, but so does Satan. Satan is in Medjugorje. Satan is here. He goes to holy places. He's not going to Rome where the saints used to say. It only takes one sleeping devil to watch Rome and take care of it. But a saint, it takes a whole legion of devils to make him fall. What's first important is what our lady says in the same message. You're responsible for your job. Everybody has a job. Everybody works. The kids, they got the homework. They got their school. You're born. As soon as you can start doing things, you got a job. Even these little kids have a job. Madalena. Madalena. Come here. Madalena. Madalena. Oh, here. Come see Papa. Is she coming? All right. Madalena. Hi, Madalena. Come here. Come here. That's her job. She's got a job. When you're born, you got a job. There's things that you do, they just have it. It's in your heart. Their job is to play. You're free. <laughs> what is a vessel? A vessel is something that carries things. What is that? It transports. Our lady says in this message, the source of grace is here. But you, dear children, are the vessels which transport. Look at the verbiage of Our Lady. Vessel and transport. Are the vessels which transport the gifts. Therefore, dear children, I'm calling you to do your job. And even a little infant has a job like we just showed you. I'm calling you to do your job with responsibility. Each one shall be responsible according to their own ability. Whatever your skills are, whatever you do, whatever your abilities are, if it's an architect or it's whatever, or a mailman, whatever it may be, are you glorifying God through it? Or are you just doing it secularized? It's going to disappear. It's going away. If you own a company, if you work somewhere, you have to sanctify that. Again, going back to Maximus go around, we sanctified our money because we know the miraculous metal creates miracles. There's a grace with it. And Our Lady reinvigorated it in 1989 to Maria. I was shocked about that on the Feast of the, of the Miraculous Metal. Then Our Lady upped the ante on that. And she says, whoever carries this, you pray for them. That wasn't said in Rubidabach 180 years ago. It was just said they just wear it. And now she add that if they carry that. So if you're in the banking industry, the banking industry is not glorifying God. So a lot of people catch themselves when they start looking at where I work and what I'm doing. It's troubling. It's difficult. So going back to Ivanka, she's talking about you're being enslaved. It is something in a situation that people can't escape that. But if you have to start doing what you do, you get fired for it, then God, God will lead you to where you need to lead to. Our Lady said on November 2nd, 2012, do not take the given responsibility lightly. August 1984, your responsibility is to accept divine peace. Not your peace, not man's peace, divine peace. You can't get divine peace without the divine. You can't get the divine without prayer, sacrifice, fasting, and penance. Sin's not a problem. You say, whoa, what are you saying? 
Sin's not a problem because Jesus died to wipe it away. You confess and do penance for it. What's not erased is those who do not acknowledge sin. That's the problem in the world today. Nothing's a sin. That's why our lady's not coming into the church. Because the church is building up there. You're the church. You want to go, what's going on? Because I wanted to know. I want to know what to do with this mission. I prayed and prayed and prayed really hard, did penances, and asked, Mary, what is the mission? What do you want me to do here? And in a flash, it was given. It's downstairs in the vestibule, far to the left. It's called Rebuilding the Church. And remember, as you read that, 1989, we didn't know anything that we know now was scandal. And when you read that, just because God gives you something doesn't mean you understand what you're saying. I didn't understand it. I know I had to write down what I was given instantly in one second. I ran out of the field because I was afraid I was going to forget it. And that's documentation that that was done in 1989. And then all this comes out, and you'll read exactly how Our Lady explained it to me. And I don't have to prove anything because it's, it's in documents. It's in, been printed. We've talked about it for years, way before the news came out. So I was writing something that I wasn't aware of, but I was describing exactly what was going on with the church. While you're here, go there and read that very, very carefully and very slowly and two or three times and contemplate what that means. It'll speak to you because it's straight from heaven. June 2nd, 2012. My children, great is the responsibility. Why is it great? Because our lady is here to save the whole world. She just gave us a message. What'd she say? Satan wants to destroy the earth on which you walk. How more literally can you get than that? Walk? What do you walk? You walk on the earth. What is the earth? It's the earth. It's where we live. It's our home. June 18, 2010. This time... This is 10 years ago. This time is a time of responsibility. If you love Our Lady, if you want to get close to God, you've got to realize I've got a responsibility. I can't ignore the responsibility. If you go to work when you go back home or you've got some obligation you've got to do, you're responsible for that. Never, ever has Our Lady been given a greater responsibility in the history of her being as she is doing right now. The first greatest responsibility she had was the birth of the Savior and raise him all the way to death. This is the second biggest thing our lady's been given. Not Fatima, not Guadalupe, not something 10 centuries ago. This is the biggest thing, the second biggest task that she has ever been given because we are at the brink of our civilization ending in the world. This time is a time of responsibility. Live my messages responsibly. You can reject it. You cannot accept this. You can walk away from here. You don't have to go conversion because it's not forced. You can't be apostle because I got to do this. This is a responsibility I got in your grumbling in your heart, or this is something I don't want to do. You've got to pray to get the desire. The desire gives you the strength to continue with it because Satan is going to immediately try to stop you. Everything, that's why we had so much persecution. That's why we got garbage all over the Internet. 
This time is a time of responsibility. Live my messages responsible. Dear children, I desire for you to do works, not words. Many people go to Medjugorje. That's all they talk about. Medjugorje ladies appear. They want the fluff. There's like a butterfly going to nectar, nectar, nectar on the flowers. A lot of Medjugorje's walk is bitter. It's not always sweet, but it does give something. It gives contentment. A lady said on March 18, 2015, Do not permit all that is on this earth to distance you from the true cognition of the contentment in the communion with my son. If you're discontented and you want to be contentment, what do you have to do? Immediately say, God, what is your will? I want to do that. I'm praying to discover that. You are in God's will. You immediately have contentment. Even if you're suffering from bad decisions, tragic things in family, you say, I want God's will. Because once you start doing God's will, then you get the flood of contentment. It doesn't mean you won't suffer from bad things that's happened. That you won't be in a situation where you're always getting depressed or your past is locked in your mentality, can't escape. You escape through God's will. And if you're in prison, the POWs, one of the highest POWs in, in the Vietnam War was from Alabama. What kept him alive, he said, and mentally, was the rosary. They were so starving that they, they would be praying for a roach to crawl through their cell so they could eat it. Jeremiah didn't. He's the one that got off and, and saluted and kissed the ground. He was the highest ranking officer. He wrote a book called When Hell Was in Session. It's a good book. Read it. It's amazing the torture, what they went through. True cognition of the contentment and the communion with my son. Therefore, my children, pray so that the Holy Spirit can lead you into truth. Why? Because we don't have truth. You can talk to somebody in the pew and be just the opposite of what you believe because they're not in truth. They're getting the information from the media. And you can't say anything to them. And we have people telling us, you're listening to bad media. We don't get the truth from media, even good media. We don't look at that. We go to the source. You, in truth, can help you to come to know, and through that knowledge of the truth, that you may be one with the Heavenly Father and with my Son. So if you want to be happy, no matter where you are in your life, you want to start experiencing joy, you take the responsibility for these messages, put them in your life, no matter how difficult it is. Because what happens with that, he says, after the Father with my Son, that is the cognition which gives happiness on earth. In Lourdes, Bernadette was told by Our Lady, I can't make you happy on this earth. That's a contradiction. No, it's not a contradiction. Because in that period of time, it wasn't in position that she could give that. Our Lady's here to show us to live and be close to the earth, close to God. They had that cognition that we can be happy. I was with Marie in the hospital in a first 1988 trip of hers. And we're sitting there and I said, Maria, has a lady ever told you what she told Bernadette? And it's really pretty amazing to sit down with somebody, to see the Virgin Mary, and then talk about St. Bernadette, that she saw the Virgin Mary, and asking this visionary, 
Did Our Lady ever tell you, Maria, like she did Benedict, I can't promise you that you'll be happy in this life? Now, she was underneath communism, a lot of difficulties. She's sick from donor kidney. She had a lot of difficulties, a lot of attacks from Satan. And she says, no, Our Lady wants me to be happy. Our Lady wants us all to be happy. And here she says that, March 18, 2015, that is the cognition which gives happiness on earth. You can be happy on this earth, no matter what has happened. If you surrender and give everything to God, everything to Our Lady, everything to Jesus, and live for them, for him, not for yourself. One of the things Our Lady showed me very quick is get away from the dollar, the need for money. You say, well, I can't do that. Well, we create here things straight from the soil. You saw the, the studio. We got a $100 a foot crown molded in there. What did it cost us? Zero. Almost nothing. We got a sawmill. Once you pay for that, we write that off. It's not looking that. We got a motor that we run the wood right through there. It's just our labor. And if you're not trying to make a business out of this, when you crank it up, it can sit there for three weeks. We don't care. We need it so we don't have to spend money to go buy something like that. And to build a studio like that, it's 15 layers of sound and everything, and it's got to float because it's got a big press downstairs, the vibrations, cutters, and things like that. So all day how noisy it is. So it had to be floating. It's basically separate from the building, the way it's built. Easily 100000 plus. We didn't put $5,000 into it. So our whole life has been going, how do we get away from cash? Well, you say, well, we're asking this, and we're asking for $4 million or $5 million for land to do that. Yeah, we have to raise money. But our persons, ourselves, we don't want money. I don't want royalties. The way you financially structure this is we, ha- we do have to raise money. We, this is a four-story additional here. We have to raise money for that. But we buy our equipment that a contractor may be using. We'll go buy the equipment instead of paying the contractor the same money. We'll buy the machine. So in essence, the machine is free. You say, well, how do you buy an $80,000 machine for free? Well, if we ask a contractor to come out here and he wants $90,000 for excavation, and we can buy a machine for the same price or for $80,000, then we, instead of paying him, and he gets a check, and he walks off, we got the building or the excavation done for that part, and he keeps his equipment, and he's used it. We rent it from him. So through the years, we will buy a piece of equipment, and it's really literally free. So how can it be free? Because we wouldn't have that machine after we got the construction. We're going to have to pay the contractor anyway. I've been doing that for years. I did that in my business. And we just continue this. I'm just telling you that how we have gotten away from the dollar and our equipment can be there and be like money in the bank. It's money in the bank for us because we don't need money. And so we're showing people how to get into these systems. The way to do it, if you get your cow and you're just by yourself, don't even just keep buying your milk. Let the calf be drinking. But if something happens, a crash, you can make it, the calf into veal, and then you got milk. Because really, you have to have a community to make this work. The whole direction and the message is, is not just to be praying, fasting, penance. It's to get your stuff away from a system that 
is not of God. And I'm telling you, not me, I'm speaking in Haray's words. Haray is saying, I'm telling you, this system's going away. It is not glorifying God. Now, I'm not saying that scare you. And you might say, well, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Well, the solution is one thing. It's community. I was in Medjugorje, and this lady came up, and she says, oh, I'm reading everything you write. I'm listening to everything you're doing. My camper is full of food, so when something happens, I'm coming to carry to us. <laughs> I said, no, come to our place. We're, we're not a refuge. We don't believe in that. It's the corona vision, small communities. Go to your church. Put out in the bulletin. We're looking for people to buy 200 acres together. But see, it takes sacrifice. And everybody puts 50000 Somebody else puts 300000 into it. Whatever you do. It's not about your money. The hardest thing for people to give up, even not the money, is their opinion. Because opinions keep... You don't want to go in community if you're for Auburn and this person who's for Alabama. How do you solve that? Drop your sports. It's not glorifying God. They desecrate a flag that men have died for to give us liberty. It's holy. It's sacred. And you tell me NFL is not going away. The basketball, all the BLM, all this stuff is not glorifying God. Our kids' sports is out there playing with a deer. Well, we got a dog that chases that deer. You should see that. And then we got ponies. Once they get those out there, you got the ponies and the deer. You got that. Uh, therefore, yesterday we had pigs out there. And it's a joy. Our rosary is not contemplative. It's not deep. But it's so joyful. And he says that. Pray until prayer becomes a joy. These kids have never, ever thought in their mentality not going out in the field. Not saying, oh, I don't want to go out there today. We've never heard that. It's just what we do. Do you drink water? It's just natural. And it's just like drinking water. It's natural for our children to be out there. In fact, it's one of the greatest joys of the day. They out there play constantly. They play, we pray. And people sometimes think it may be disrespectful. I understand our lady. It's a joy for our lady to see these kids free, not being told to get on their knees and pray, to watch them be erased every day of their life, range the hurricanes, tornadoes, lighting the flagpoles being struck. We felt it in the ground before we were getting shot. Whatever weather, we're out there. No matter how cold, how severe, whatever is going on, we're out there every day. These kids are out there every day of their life. But they get at a point in their age, where 11, 12, 13, 14, they begin to kneel down. We never tell them to kneel down. We've been doing this for 34 years. We've not told one of the youth to go kneel down and pray. And so that was a friend of Medjugorje speaking to the Caritas Pilgrimage Group here at Caritas of Birmingham in Alabama. A friend of Medjugorje said earlier today that we will be planning more of these pilgrimages in the future. If you keep close to Medjugorje.com and to the Caritas Mission, We'll keep you updated about when the next pilgrimage will take place. We thank all of those who have written to us that have said that they are praying for the group here. 
and we certainly appreciate your prayers, and we have been praying also for you from the sacred sites here at Caritas. And so ending his encounter with the pilgrims here, here is a friend of Medjugorje to conclude. What I want to end with is your responsibility, your investment that you put in here in these days and your heart and how deep you go into this, that turning everything to God, everything to Our Lady, physically, spiritually, traumas, whatever, begins for you to walk toward the apostle. And if you do that, you will get contentment and happiness. You can be very sad, but still be happy and content. It doesn't mean you won't have sorrow. Our Lady is standing at the foot of the cross. Her son dies. She was wounded immediately when he took his last breath. And that cold body that she held and held at the foot of the cross was the same body that was warm when he was a baby. And yet, she knew the joy of the future of what her son did. So don't think happiness is just something shallow and fake. You can be in deep sorrow, deep trouble, difficulties, whatever. But the contentment is what she says, and I'll end with this again. I am imploring you, be vigilant and open for truth. Do not permit for all that is of this earth to distance you from the true cognition of the contentment in the communion with my son. That's the key. If you're in communion with Jesus, no matter what you're going through, you can be content because nothing's by chance. And with that knowledge of the truth, she says, you may be with one with the heavenly father of my son. That is the cognition which gives happiness on earth and opens the door of eternal life and infinite love. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Medjinomics broadcast with a friend of Medjugorje. These broadcasts are available as CDs, which are sent directly to your doorstep on a monthly subscription. For information, contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000.